0: happy Mother's Day. I wasn't sure if I was going to go into my kingdom message, but I got to talk about mothers today. And so we'll pick back up on that theme starting next week. Um, Everybody hold this up right here. Just hold up a hand. Just hold up a hand. All right. Hands. Hands can be extremely powerful things. You can put them down. That's fine. Hands can be very powerful things. If you think about it, uh, with your hands, you can pick up Very heavy, heavy things. Or at the same time, they can be extremely delicate, holding flowers and delicate things like that. Hands can be used for good or evil. Our hands, as we know, we just have to watch the news, can bring about peace or inflict much harm. Hands are powerful things indeed. Not sure if you've ever thought about it, but the hands of a mother are just as powerful, aren't they? Think about it. The hands of a mother can be just as powerful and just as delicate as well. The first time that a mother's hands are really used for the first time is whenever a doctor takes that newborn and places it into the hands of a mother, the one who has been dreaming of that moment for nine months. Stephanie and I were recently out in public, and we were around a mother with their newborn. And uh, she, she asked me, she said, do you ever miss the days to where uh, our kids were just newborns and our kids were young? And I thought, yeah, maybe, I don't know. And then that baby started to scream its head off and I quickly changed my mind. I'm so glad I'm not in those days anymore. (laughs) But perhaps Stephanie was missing that time when her hands touched the fingers of her newborn. Or maybe she was missing the time that her hands felt the super soft skin of a baby. We all know what that feels like. Perhaps she was missing the time when with her hands she could... You want to do this, Kent? Is that all right? Maybe she was missing the time when she was able to give her children a bath. Remember those times, moms? Newborn baths and take the baby out of the bathtub and wrap them up in that blanket. Or how about the time when the baby's dried off and you put the wonderful baby lotion on your baby or the, the baby powder. And Can you just, you know what I'm talking about, mothers? Can you almost smell what the baby smells like as I describe this? How many of you would like to go back and relive those days again? Anybody here? The baby's not screaming yet, y'all. You, you want to relive those days. You know, as I was thinking about this, I kind of miss those days again. Those days when you could experience all that, honey. I think I could go for another kid. What about you? <laughs> That ship has long sailed, (laughs) y'all. We'll just leave it at that. (laughs) On this Mother's Day, I'm going to try and preach with one hand. That's kind of hard for me to do. On this Mother's Day, I want to talk about Mama's hands. Just a, a few things about Mama's hands. I don't know if you realize it or not. You probably do if you've read that recently. But Proverbs 31, you don't have to turn there. But Proverbs 31 actually talks about a virtuous woman and a virtuous mother. And it gives several descriptions of mom and says things like, and willingly she works with her hands. Verse 19 says, she stretches out her hands to the distaff. And her hand holds the spindle. A distaff is just another word for a spindle. Basically, mothers just provide and constantly are providing for us. If you look at everything that moms do today, there are several things that they do. One of the first things that stands out to me, the hands of mother are selfless. They are selfless. I would have to say that this is probably one of the first things that I think about when I think about a mom. Is moms are selfless. It's also one of the most cherished things that we see in the life of Jesus Christ. For Jesus says, for the Son of Man did not come to be served, but he came to serve. A mother's hands will not touch that last cookie. Mother's hands will not touch that last crescent roll. Mother's hands will not touch that last piece of pie. Their first thought is always, I'm going to save that for my family. Wrong? (laughs) Whoa, who said that? Or should I say, when, no one's, uh, when someone's looking, moms won't do that. That's probably more like it, isn't it? <laughs> I was trying to be real tender with that moment right there. and Y'all just kind of took it from me. Gloria Gaither wrote these words about mom. She makes coffee in the mornings and gets her children off to school and tries to make ends meet at the market. She's very bright, her snapping eyes tell me, yet she serves. She manages here in this restaurant. She is capable of more. That is something women everywhere share in common. Perhaps that is why they make do, be happy wherever they are. They're used to making contentment out of whatever comes always making something from nothing, stretching the stew, remaking the worn-out clothes or opportunity into making new and presentable, smiling and caressing in spite of their own inclinations to tears and fatigue, mothering the world. Moms, thank you for being selfless. Thank you for being selfless. We'll also see the hands of mom that are tireless. The hands of mom that are tireless. You've heard these things before, but look at all the hats that moms wear. They are the dry cleaner, the laundromat. They are the chef, the teacher, the tutor, the bather, the housemaid, the chauffeur, the human ATM machine, the doctor, the nurse, the accountant, the human alarm clock, the repair woman, Counselor, administrator, family, police officer, (laughs) psychologist. Often is the mediator between warring parties within the home. Those of you with young kids say amen to that right now, right? An inspector of faces. What do I mean by that? Some of you will know what I'm talking about. I hated this whenever I was a kid. A lot of times we were out in public and my mom would say, Brock, come here. And she would do this. Now, what's she getting ready to do? Oh, I hated that. Putting her wet thumb on my face to get that smudge off my face. I went, oh. Moms, don't do that. Carry those wipes with you or whatever it is nowadays. Don't lick your finger. (laughs) Can Can I get somebody to say amen to that? You know what I'm talking about. i got a witness back there already. Heard a story one time about uh, this family that had decided to celebrate Mother's Day meal at home. They had a meal there. And after the meal, um, everybody was in the living room relaxing, but what do you think Mom was doing? She was out in the kitchen washing the dishes. Her daughter came into the kitchen and and was just mortified by what she was was seeing. She said, Mom, it's Mother's Day. You should not be washing the dishes. Come on in here with the family. And the mother just had this glow across her face and put down the dish towel, and she started to walk in, and her daughter said, You can do those tomorrow. (laughs) Sounds about right, doesn't it? Most of the time, moms are the first ones up and the last ones to go to bed because there's just always something to do. I see this in my mom. My mom has a, a really weird habit, and she probably wouldn't want me to tell you this, but it's really it, it, something that could be on America's Got Talent. Mom's fingers are always going. And for the longest time, us kids didn't know what was going on. But my mom has the strangest ability. As you were talking to her, her fingers were going, and she's counting the letters of the words that you were speaking to her. Isn't that something? She said she's just had that ability ever since she was young. And she says, it's like a nervous habit. I can't stop it. And she said, as you're talking to me, my fingers are going like this. I'm counting every single word. Like what's um? If you were to say May Fourteenth, two thousand seventeen, is Mother's Day, she could immediately tell you that's twenty-one words, or twenty-one letters, twenty-one letters in that. And that kind of so describes my mom. My mom just doesn't stop. Um, just her fingers just indicate. If you were to go to Mom and Dad's house, Mom is one of those individuals who cannot sit down for more than ten minutes. Right, Steph? She's uh, she's you can't you can't you know. Get her to calm down for more than 10 minutes. She's up and about, always doing things. I remember as a kid, one of my fondest memories as a kid, our, my bedroom was just off to the side of the kitchen. And like most kids, I didn't want to go to sleep. I didn't want to go to bed. Maybe I was a little bit fearful at the time. I don't know. But I remember laying down in my bed. The door was open, and the, and the lights to the kitchen were still on. And late at night, I could hear my mom either washing dishes, or putting away the pots and the pans. And I love to hear all that clamor. I love to hear everything t- taking place in the kitchen because I knew that my mom was there. And everything was going to be okay. She was taking care of things. Till late to the hour. Moms are tireless. Thank you, Mom. Thank you for being tireless, mothers. The third thing that I want to point out today is mama's hands are the ultimate caregivers. Do you ever think about why Jesus was a magnet to so many people? Yes, he was the son of God. He had the spirit about him and he just had a way. But I also believe that one of the reasons Jesus drew so many people to him was he met the needs of the people around him. He was just constantly meeting needs. And when you meet needs of people, you just have a tendency to draw them to yourself. Why is it that when we see these huge NFL football players, 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", 270 pounds, 320 pounds, when the camera is on them, what do they say? Hi, Mom. Dads, we get a bum deal on that, don't we? I don't know where dads are at, but they always say, hi, mom. Why is that? It's because they know who has taken care of them as they grew up. They know who it was that was their caregivers as they were growing up, who provided for them. The hands of dad just aren't quite the same as moms. Oh, we can do a lot of great things. Um, there are times whenever I try and help out with dinner and I'm really good at eggs and bacon and toast. I'm really good at that. Don't laugh. Some of y'all can't even do that. Some of y'all, men can do that. I think I'm really good at that. And I I think I can make a really mean piece of toast, all right? (laughs) Pretty pathetic, isn't it? But there's been a couple of times to where I'll joke around with the kids and, and I'll look at Parker and Jenna and say, That's probably the best piece of toast you've ever had, right? And they'll say, yeah, it's good, Dad, but Mom's is better. (laughs) That's just the way that it is, isn't it? There's just something about Mom's. Mom's are the ultimate caregiver. Some of you who enjoy baseball know uh, this guy right here. His name is Harold Reynolds, professional baseball player, all-star. I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame. Is he in the Hall of Fame, Brian? No. No. I should be great player in the major leagues. He recalls how as a kid, he idolized an NBA player named Gus Williams. He said Gus became his role model and his idol and his hero. He imitated everything that Gus did. Gus used to tie his shoes in the back of the high tops. So Harold would tie his shoes in the back. He wore the number 10 so Harold would wear the number 10 every time he played a sport. Gus would wear just one wristband and Harold would always wear just one wristband. But later in life as Harold was reminiscing about his growing up years he said he recalled a time when he was a kid and he was really sick. And he said that he noticed that it wasn't Gus Williams, who came into his room to take care of him. He said it wasn't all the heroes that were on the posters of his wall. They didn't jump off the posters and come down and take care of him. He noticed that it was always mom that was there for him. Realizing what a role model is, someone that you want to pattern your life after, someone that you want to emulate Harold Reynolds said his first real role model was his mom. Moms, how many nights have you felt the fevered brow of your children? How many nights have you held the bucket? Right? Or if your, perhaps, daughter has long hair, you're holding the hair at the moment. Mm Mm-hmm. Jess? How many times have you prayed, God, help this Advil kick in and really work? How many times have you held hands with a child while they're waiting in the waiting room? Mama's hands care like no other. Thank you, moms. Thank you, moms, for the hands that care. Two more, then I'm done. A mother's hands will train up her children in the ways of the Lord. A mother's hands will train up their children in the ways of the Lord. Popular passage that we all know in Deuteronomy Deuteronomy chapter six. Verse 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. And here you go, moms. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house. when When you walk by the way. When you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Moms, let me tell you and remind you that your children are watching your hands as you pick up the word of God and you study it day after day after day. How many of you grew up in a home to where you saw your mom read the Bible about every day? How many of you? Yeah. Moms, your kids are watching you write diligently and, or highlight various passages in your Bible as you treat it as though it's something highly valuable, which it is. Your kids are watching that when you intentionally stop the craziness of life and teach them the truths of God's Word, specifically training them in the ways that they ought to go, moms, you are making investments that will yield eternal rewards. As you clasp your hands in prayer, you become a powerful symbol of what prayer can do. I try to be careful retelling stories and illustrations and that that's one of the challenges for every pastor is have I shared this before? But I know I've shared this, but to me this is one that's, that's worth repeating. When I was 14 or 15 years of age I must have been wanting a girlfriend or something I don't know what it was, but I remember being in that, that room, that same room where I heard Mom doing her late night chores. And, and I remember saying this prayer. God, give me a woman who will love you more than she will love me. Give me a woman who will love you more than she will love me. You see, when a wife loves the Lord first, then she'll be able to be the wife that she needs to be. She'll be able to be the mother that she needs to be. She'll be able to be whatever else God wants her to be. Same thing with us guys as husbands. If we're in love with the Lord more than anyone else, more than our wife, then we'll be able to be the husbands that we ought to be. Somebody say amen to that. Then we'll be able to be the fathers that we need to be. And so... I remember praying that prayer at the age of 14 or 15. My parents just really drilled that into my my head and my heart. When we lived down in Winchester, Kentucky, our kids were still fairly young. I don't know, it was a particular day I had to go out and see some errands or do some errands. And When I came back, it must have been a Saturday morning or, or I'm not sure what, but when I came back, I was walking past our front window that was looking into the dining room. And there was my wife, Sitting around the dining room table with the Bible open to my kids. Training them in the ways of the Lord. And when I walked in, I could tell that they were having, it wasn't those things to where sometimes kids, you know, when you go through devotions, you're like, okay, when's this going to be over? I got things to do. It was one of those times, it was one of those precious times to where the Spirit of God was in that room. And I immediately thought of my prayer whenever I was 14 or 15 years of age. And I thank the Lord for giving me someone who will love the Lord more than she will love me. John Wesley said that he learned more about Christianity from his mother than all of the theologians of England. Moms, I hope you know the kind of influence you have on your kids and your family. Yes, the Bible tells us, the husbands, the fathers, to be the spiritual leaders of the home. I get that. But without a wife, without a mom, that is committed to Jesus Christ and that is committed to partnering with the husband and the father, the father won't be nearly as effective as he can be. Moms, thank you for your hands. I have trained your children in the ways of the Lord. And then lastly, Mama's hands are burden bearers. Mama's hands are burden bearers. Again, I refer to Jesus' words when He said, Come to Me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take My yoke upon you and learn from Me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, a burden bearer is someone who says, I'll help you shoulder the load. As a matter of fact, give me the entire load if you can. I'll take it. See, that's what moms do, don't they? Moms take the burden as much as they possibly can. Moms will take burdens for their kids and with their kids. And is this not a beautiful picture of what moms so often do for their children? You see, Jesus used his hands to relieve the burdens of others. He used his hands to touch the blind and make the deaf hear again, make the lame walk again. He used his hands to touch that which was untouchable, those who had leprosy. That's what a burden bearer does. And Jesus willingly sacrificed his hands on the cross so that you and I might go free. In the home, no one carries burdens quite like mom. I remember during my growing up years, whenever I was going through a lot of pain, going through something difficult, and I would call home to mom and dad, I I always wanted to hear mom's voice first. Nothing against you dads, but there's just something about mama's voice. Hmm. Some of you know the name Jeanette Flynn. She is a longtime pastor, evangelist uh, in, in the Church of God. She now is down in Florida. Um, working for a Church of God ministry. But I remember in one of her testimonies and one of her preaching uh, times that she talked about one of her sons had gone astray. One of her sons had gone wayward, had turned his back on everything that that Jeanette and her husband had taught him, turned his back on the Lord and was just going down a bad path. I remember Jeanette saying... She lost count of the number of nights that she would just lay prostrate on the floor and just weep and weep for her child. Until the one day that his, her son came back through the door and made things right with, the God, with his God. See, mothers are burden bearers. Obviously, fathers, we can do the same thing. Mothers are wonderful burden bearers. I asked Stephanie if I could just share this brief story, and she said okay. But when we lived in Kentucky, it didn't didn't take long for Chuck and Mert to get to know people down there and to start to make an impact on their lives. And there was a man named Ed Buckner who is still a part of the Winchester First Church of God And as some of you may know, Brian and Jess still live down there. They still go to that that church. And not long ago, Ed Buckner went up to uh, Jess and told her a story. She said that when we were living there years ago and Chuck and Mert were down there with us, Evidently, Ed was riding with Chuck in in their car. It was just Ed and Chuck, and they were going somewhere together. And Ed noticed that on the dash of their car, there were sticky notes all over the place. And Ed Buckner asked Chuck, What are these sticky notes? And Chuck said, Those are all the names of the people that we are praying for. And that really made an impact on Ed because he saw his name on one of those sticky notes. Mert was a prayer warrior. She didn't sleep very well, but when we were sleeping, she was praying. Over the last few months, we have found numerous prayer journals that Mert has kept through the years, and some of you need to know that your names are in some of those prayer journals. But no one's names are mentioned more than Chuck Jr. and Stephanie. And let me just encourage you, mothers, with this. We have noticed that since Mert's passing, some of her prayers have been answered. Did you hear me on that? Since her passing, some of her prayers have been answered. Mothers, never stop being a burden bearer. Never stop being a prayer warrior. You may never know this side of eternity, all that your prayers... Are doing. Look, I could go on and on. I could, I could pass this mic around the room, and uh, you all could add to this list. It's only five quick things that I've listed this morning. You could give me your own stories and your own list as well. But I want to end this morning by going back and looking at Proverbs 31. There's some really interesting things. And one thing that I saw, Proverbs 31, verse 25 says this, Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord. That's the key right there, folks. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Now, if you know that passage, you know there's just one more verse. And whenever I saw this, I thought, how appropriate for our topic today. Verse 31 says this. Give her the fruit of of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. You see, folks, you and I are the fruit of our mother's hands. We have a responsibility to reflect everything that our mothers have done for us. We have a responsibility to Imitate all of the godly, wonderful things that our mothers have taught us down through the years. Perhaps you're like our family and you've recently lost a wife or a mother. Perhaps your mother has been gone for a while. I encourage you, I implore you, cherish her memory. Honor her life. Remember the good things. Laugh at the good times, folks. Remember that you are the fruit of your mama's hands and honor her by incorporating those things that made her so great. That's how you can honor her. That's how you can give the fruit of her hands. Maybe your experience with your mother is less than perfect. Maybe you've not been able to say that she exhibited all of these things. As Louise said, we still need to honor our mothers. And in our personal lives, we can change that. Everything that we've talked about today and beyond, even as a woman or as a man, we can take those traits and incorporate them into our lives so that we can be reflections of Jesus Christ, so that we can be the hands of Jesus Christ as well. You can change a cycle with God's help. And for everyone else here this morning whose mother is still here, don't take them for granted. Don't take your mother for granted. Treasure them. Tell them that you love them and find a way to thank them. So all mothers here today, I say happy Mother's Day thank you for everything that your hands do thank you for mama's hands i found a video that the skit guys have done and uh i'm to go ahead and show this video at this time and then we'll ask Louise to come up and close our service let me pray with you first father god You knew exactly what you were doing, Lord, when you made moms. (laughs) Thank you for mom. Lord, as I said, some have lost mothers. Some recently, some long ago. May we cherish them. May we, as I said, laugh about the good times. May we incorporate those good qualities and traits, those godly traits and characteristics, may we make them our own. May we make them a part of our fruit, the fruit of her hands. Lord, those that who have experiences that might be less than ideal, you can help them, Father. Help them to incorporate those things into their life. And may we all take time to thank and love and treasure our mothers. We love you, Lord. Thanks for meeting with us today. Thanks for speaking to us today. And Jesus,